Today on Jersey Shore Racing Scene, we are joined by first-time winner Ryan Kuthal. Hey everybody, welcome to Jersey Shore Racing Scene. I'm your host, Mike Bolello. Uh, I just talked the other day about uh, how I wasn't, it was really hard to get guests on, but this guest is pretty easy to get on because he lives two houses down from me. This wasn't so bad. Uh, today we'll be joined by first-time winner in the Legend Card Division, Ryan Kuthal. Um, really quickly, before I get into that, there's a first of all, the response to the Return on the podcast has been great. So I want to thank everybody for that. Uh, over 300 listens uh, in just over 24 hours, which is, is uh, pretty much our, our best. Um, uh, that's our best number. So that part's pretty cool. I know everybody's really excited about having the race, uh, the racetrack back and open again. Uh, we did our opening uh, opening day sort of review. So if you haven't seen that, uh, do that. I just want to remind you, uh, if you're a new listener, and some of you are because I'd never had 300 people listen before, um, go back into the archive. Uh, of the podcast uh, really good interview in there with Timmy Steffen really good interview with Ronnie Mullen from over the winter months also uh, two-parter with Eric Moriello which uh, you know people seem to uh, to really like so you know go back on there you know catch some of the interviews uh, that we did uh, which is pretty cool so um, as we get ready to welcome Ryan in uh, he is is a uh, uh, again the next in a uh, a young generation of drivers, actually just from our road, uh, you know, and, and they all grew up together, and uh, and we're going to talk about that um, and and stuff like that, and, and just sort of like his racing origins and how he got involved in it, uh, and I, I feel like that's you know kind of a cool thing we can go through uh, some of the stories of uh, of some of these guys, and 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 now you know people that you know you may not know, but you know they've been racing for a long time, coming up through the ranks, and now the regular fans at Wall Stadium are getting to uh, to meet and know these guys. So we'll be right back with our interview with. With first-time legend car winner Ryan Kuthal. All right, we're back. This is a surreal experience for me because uh, uh, this guy on, on in, in my house and in my road is known as Little Rye, even though you know he's a he's a you know almost a full-grown man now. Ryan, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Congrats on the win, man. It was definitely a uh, special night for you and your family, and I love seeing it. it. Was great. Oh, it was. It was such a crazy night i still have no words to this day you know it, it was so cool getting out of the car and you know all the support that i had uh you know everybody jumping up and down cheering it the crowd was was amazing and it was just so cool seeing my friends and family jumping up and down so happy for me so it was it was definitely awesome yeah, it was definitely a, a cool experience. There's nothing like that first time win. Opening night wins are big. I don't wouldn't know. I haven't had any, but you now <laughs> you now have one more opening night win than I do. Um, that'll be the, uh, the I'm sure you'll be passing my uh, massive win total of like three very very quickly uh, this year. And you're going for a championship, right? Yeah, we're gonna try. Um, you know, it's we're probably just gonna run a local season this year, and uh, you know we're we're gonna try to go for the consistent finishes and and just see where where everything ends up. You know, points racing at the end of the day, kind of. Gets a little bit stressful, you know, and you know, I don't know. My dad, my dad doesn't really like it because it, because of all the stress and you know, it just takes a lot of time and and hard work to uh, get dialed in each and every week. So, you know, that's gonna be the plan, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens at the end of the day. Listen, the only advice I can give you is go out there, run every week. Uh, finish on the scales as many times as you can finish every race be rolling at every race uh, and you'll be okay uh, the guys that usually have a hard time with the points are the guys that are coming off on the hook a lot and that because you just don't get any points that way or you get minimal points so uh, yeah I understand the stress level of that and the other thing too um, you didn't talk to me a little bit about this you know you're obviously a, you know a pretty small team you know it's you and your dad um, you know who works on the car who else helps you guys out 
sponsors and and i know you're part of you know team team 510 yes yeah i, I was gonna call it 610 i don't know why i was doing that yes yeah, so you're you know you're you're, you're a team uh, part of team 510 so talk to me about who helps you out on the car yeah so we have actually a lot of great help you know me and my dad we we do a lot of the work in the garage but if we need anything like set up for a different track and and stuff um you know paul mccollum he helps us out a lot um you know we bring we bring his our car over to uh his shop in bridgewater um you know he he gets it dialed in for you know he got us set up for charlotte when we ran the road course there and you know it just they're they're a big they're a huge help and you know i've i've had a lot of big help over over the way from from alex mccollum paul's son and just just everybody in the whole racing in the whole legend car scene you know alex is is really good in them cars and kids kids really good so you know, just getting all those tips and everything from him, it definitely helps. And, uh, you know, me and my dad, we, uh, we try to, we work hard. We try to get it somewhere. You know, I've, we've also got help from Brian Gardella and Eric Devone when we first started getting in the cars and, you know, they've been a huge help. It just, there's been a lot of help along the way. And, you know, my sponsors, Extreme Wheel Repair, Blair Betts, um, Pianella's Carmen's Pizzeria. Uh, I got a uh, Siding Masters, Good Sports USA, uh, Van Winkle Napa, Project Daytona, um, just there's just so many there's so many people on board with us and and it's cool to have. Yeah, that's definitely cool, and that's something where you know again I I know sort of like you know your beginnings in racing like um, I like to say that uh, I I uh, had a little part in the career of the uh, three young guns from Arlen Drive because uh, in my backyard uh, on on the what I actually when I, I built my garage I actually you know I paved a part where which was going to essentially be like a basketball court for my kids. But, uh, you know, the, these guys would go on those little like blue drifter carts and, and, and race. And then uh, every now and then uh, Joe Nappy and Mark Nappy, when they were racing uh, at wall, would come down. And, uh, you know, they, they were like very physical with you guys with the race. Like yeah. they wouldn't care. Um, that's one thing like, you know, uh, those guys, like I think them not taking it easy on the kids actually made you guys better and toughened you up a little bit. Uh, but that was when you were like, guys were like really little and then uh, into the quarter midget ranks and stuff like like that and and you know your quarter midget career is 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 you know it's well known i mean you you know you have a lot of um a lot of accolades um you know i, I know you, you know did real well in daytona and you won a bunch of uh, racing championships at little wall and traveled around the northeast uh where did you start legend car racing and how did that even come about so we were really on the edge of of what what to start with you know um we got out of quarter midgets and uh i believe it was a year before covid started and um you know, uh, my grandparents and uh, my dad were talking about buying a car, and we went we went uh, down to Virginia for uh, Christmas, and uh, they they surprised me with a legend car. Uh, it was Robert French's old legend car, and and he he won a lot of races and I believe championships at at Wall. So we definitely had a definitely have a great car. Um, just I don't even know. It was it was a good surprise for me, but we didn't race that whole year. We got it, um, and then the COVID year we started up at Bethel Motor Speedway. We ran a few races there. Well we ran I would say uh I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was like ten races. And uh, you know, we showed really good speed right off the start. You know, I like I said, I had Brian Gardella. Um I would just follow him, try to hit the marks he was hitting and just learn the throttle control because, you know, it's it's pretty tough with them cars. You know, it, it's a lot harder than it looks and, you know, you gotta really ease onto the gas. You can't mash it or it's it's going to have a lot of wheel spin. You know, you'll be turning around real soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of the 
uh, you know, big time drivers started in legend cars and, you know, they talk about how there's no weight and no tire and a lot of horsepower. So uh, it's definitely a good, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a good training ground for you to get into um, if you want to go. What's the biggest difference? I mean, I've seen videos of Bethel, but I've never been there. What's the biggest difference between a track like Bethel? What does <clears throat> that track teach you that can translate to a wall stadium? So Bethel, it's it's a nice little quarter mile track. And, you know, I, I really like that track. Um, it has a little bit of banking in the one and two and in uh, three and four is three and four is uh, flat so you know it's it's actually a really cool track you know you could work the top or the middle wherever you could work whatever at that track and uh you know it's just it's a unique track um but just going from that little flat track to to wall big bank track for for the legend cars i would say it's it's definitely a little uh you know intimidating from from going from one to another so but uh yeah it was it's definitely a little little uh, scary yeah i'll tell you what rolling down the hill is is intimidating you know when the first especially the first time you do it you know you're looking you look from the stands and you don't realize like you know the track's banked but you don't realize how banked it is when you get down there um just remember i guess a long time ago when i first started racing street stocks you know you roll down and you know you're sitting there waiting for the race to start you're kind of on the bank and you realize wow it's really or yeah it's really it's a monster you know tracks are like a monster or even when when i was younger we would go down for the the fan party or track party it's and uh you know all the kids would run down try to meet the drivers get autographs candy all that etc and and rolling running down the bank and it was like holy like this is this is like I'm gonna be racing here soon, and yeah. and then I got to roll down here with the car. It's it's definitely a little scary. That's that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you ran two races last year or three races? I ran two races: one September 24th and one in October 7th, and then we took off Turkey Derby. Gotcha. Yeah, I remember you were waiting for your approval, waiting to turn 16 to race, and my, and my Nick's in the same boat. You know, he's yeah. kind of you know he's 15 and he's you know he's waiting to kind of get you know he's turned 16 in November, so. Uh, it was good to get you those 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 first couple of races. So you ran Turkey Derby? No, I didn't. No, run right? You, you you guys you couldn't run Turkey Derby. I remember that. Yeah, um, and that's one of those things where it was it's such a weird thing because um, uh, you know you know for us at least I, I know I know it's for you guys the same way. You know, scheduling is so tough too. You know, again, it's, it's a it's you and your dad on the team, and you know your dad works a lot, and and if he's got to work, he's got to work, and yeah. and that's you know so that happens sometimes, and uh, you know it's kind of the same thing I I you know I do with my uh, with my kids as well. I mean, you know, we just popped in here after you know we have a f- full week. I was going to do only one car this week, but then the weather's so nice. I said, you know, we're going to get rain at some point and not race one of these weekends. Yeah. Let's go with both cars. Uh, so we just we just loaded the slingshot up for for well this is going to come out you know Thursday night but for tomorrow night we run the slingshot and then have to come back and turn around and load right up for Saturday again and it's just me and the boys so yep. a three person crew makes it tough so that's the same thing with you and your dad so um what uh so talk, run me through like oh so it's opening night okay um you went up there and practice week before which is great so you know just sort of run me through the night like how did your night go so the night overall it was it was actually a killer night um. Rolling out for practice, um, you know, I made a I made a little mistake myself. I was helping our friends out, and because uh, because uh, our other friend that's part of our team, he was taking SATs up where he lives, and uh, I was helping our buddy Daryl, um, you know, get the car safety and everything, this that, the other thing. Well, next thing you know, it's already almost practice, and uh, I'm I'm getting strapped in there calling legends, and I roll out there and and. Uh, going to warm up my tires and the hood flies right off. And, uh, 
Oh, you pulled the Mike Bolello then, huh? Going out there with foot <laughs> pins uh, in your car. And uh, yeah, I could see the look from my dad's face in the pits. And uh, he wait, wasn't... you went on the track and the hood went off? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yes. Yeah, so... yeah. Listen, don't don't feel so bad. I've left the hood pins off. I I've gone out there with the air pressure gauge on the rear deck lid. I I, <laughs> I left the fuel cap off and had fuel sloshing around. That's oh. all right. That's like a rite of passage. That's okay. So but I... I'm sure your dad was not happy at all yeah he wasn't too happy but you know he, he came back in the pits and we just made it out for practice and uh and i he could tell that i was driving driving the heck out of it for sure so you know it was it was good but uh i did learn that taking it a little slower is, is faster so yeah. i was over driving for the first seven laps and then finally the last lap i clicked off a good one and yeah. and then um i went out for another session then we just ran consistent consistent fours and i was like that's just what we need I, the car's perfect don't touch it and then and then we're like oh we'll just set up for the heat race and i think everything will be good and uh then we find out there's only eight cars and there's no heat race so. uh yeah I, I noticed that there was no it was a feature only and i was going to ask you if if you were ready for a heat race and that'd be a bummer too especially being a new driver you need as many laps as you can yeah, see, like, that was that was the whole thing, and we thought we were going to get double the cars, especially on opening night. We thought we would at least have 16 cars, and it was kind of a bummer to see eight because, uh, you know, I think the Legend cars put on a pretty good show there. Um, the drivers that come out and race there are, are definitely talented, and it's a, it's a tough track to get around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's the whole heat race thing kind of threw us off and it was a guessing game to, to go out there and, and try to predict what the track was going to do. And yeah, that, was, that track changed a lot at night. I think you're going to get more cars. Oh, I think you I are. Think I think we, we talked about it in the other, you listened to the other pod this morning. So I'm kind of repeating myself a little bit, but um, I think that you'll get more cars. And I think that um, there's people going off doing other things. I, you know, I know Nate was up in, I guess, New Hampshire running. Yes. Uh, are they going again this weekend? They might be going again no, this weekend. So, so um, I know Brian's going to run this weekend, but Nate's not because uh, they're getting their car set up for uh, Thompson, which is, I believe, next Sunday. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So um, I think Nate will be racing like the next seven weeks after after that until nice, nice. New Hampshire kicks back. But, you know, I'm, that's another one that I'm, I'm really impressed with is, is Nate because, uh, you know, he, he's never ran anything before and he's coming out there and. And he's run as fast as all of us. So yeah, it's... Nate Devone did a great job at the end of last year. They started out with an older style car. I guess an older car. He did, he did real well. Then he went and got a, a real style car. So he'll be a factor. Um, he'll be another guy where I think you'll be hearing about him ha- getting his first win this year at Wall. Um, I think that you know you're going to get some Riverhead guys to come down, and and that's what makes the the Legend Division so good is is when you get those other people down where you're going to have that 15 or 16 cars. Yeah. I actually was talking to Brian Gardell in the pits, and he was mentioning that you know he's like you know conservatively we're I guess you're kind of like predicting who's going to run there, yeah. uh, but I think a lot of people are just waiting to see sort of what happened with the track and is it going to really be open? Is it, you know and again other people they plan their racing schedule out a month in advance, yeah, so exactly. you know they found out walls opening you know a couple of days before Memorial Day weekend. Well, they might have like Nate, you know, he's got his next month of racing planned. He's going to New Hampshire. He's going to Thompson. So, um, you know, he'll be there and, and, and you'll see some other people there as well, which is, which is good. So, um, all right. So you're running this race. You started eighth. Uh, we started, so we were supposed to start, we started sixth okay. and then, uh, the, there was an early spin right on the right on the start. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, uh, yeah. And Chris actually came back and did a really yeah, nice job did, and got he third. But he, I don't know if he got bumped, but he he spun on the start. Yeah, um, I think I watched the replay or the video that people took on the start. Uh, actually, Nick took it. Yeah. I was looking back at it and, and it just looked like he got on the apron. And it's tough because you know we didn't have a heat race, so the tires were just sitting there, 
cooling away, you know. And, and it was a cold night too. It, it was. And it with was. those cars, like you know, they struggle in the cold weather. You yeah, know, with those tires, they were worse with the old tires, but now they're they're yeah. still bad with these. But uh, yeah, I was. I mean, I didn't really know what to do, so I was trying to heat up the rear tires as much as I could, and it was really kicking out really easy. So I was like. I think I'm just going to ride for 10, 15 laps this race and then finally kick up the wick and, and go out there after. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what I was doing. I was just riding, just waiting for the time to go by, waiting for the tires to get heat in them. And, you know, I think that's just that's what happened to Chris. He, he uh, just got, got on the gas a little bit too much and, and didn't expect it to kick out like that. And Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you're on the pole. You're trying to get yeah. a good jump. You know, uh, I think, did he have, I think he had the 29 on the outside of him, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, so, you know, you have a two-time champion in in Peter Bruno out on the outside of you. You got to go or else you're going to lose the lead. And then it's obviously much easier to get it on the start than it is to, to get it, you know, on, on the track. So, uh, and then you had a spin right in front of you. Yeah, so. With uh, Justin Emmons, which I, from my perspective in the pits, I was like, oh, man, Little Rise in this one. All I, saw, I just saw was a couple cars spinning in smoke. So how was that from your perspective? That was a little scary. Um, you know, I like I said, I was just wanting to ride, just wait, wait for like mistakes to happen. Maybe try to pick them off one by one, and uh, you know, just see where that puts us. And uh, I was just on the outside, and Justin, like I said, it's just the tires being so cool. He just kicked out coming off of two, and and collected the seventy-eight, and you know, it kind of put us in a good spot right there uh, in second. But it was definitely, you know, I kind of see things happen. I look over past the car in front of me, so, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of saw that happening a little bit. Like, once I saw the car kick out a little bit, you know, I kind of let off the gas and didn't want to get into it because he spun kind of weird, and it looked like he was going to come up the track, and then... Yeah, and they definitely got tangled. I can't help but think that the, uh, your quarter midget um, experience helps you there. What people don't realize about the quarter midgets because they, they're going there and they're looking, watching, you know, the kids go around on this really small track... Um, you know, you have to have good reflexes. Things happen so much more quickly on oh, a quarter yeah. midget track because the tracks are just tiny uh, and you're hauling, you're going fast, you know, and, you know, for that size track. So um, I would love to see like the speed um, sort of um, converted to what it would be on yes. a big track. Yep. Um, but I, I definitely feel like you have more time on a big track. Uh, and that's the thing where, you know, you have that experience of, you know, in quarter midgets, a lot of times, you know, crazy stuff happens. Someone hooks somebody, they're spinning and you got to make an, an evasive move. So that was definitely cool so then you're up in second uh how is it what was your strategy to get past the 29 so um like what were you thinking in the car i was kind of watching the practice a little bit and it just looked like he was super loose you know it it was his first time in the fz09 because he just got the motor swap as well so um you know i it's definitely a little different um but uh you know i was kind of watching the practice he looked a little loose and uh like i said i just wanted to let the time go by let the tires heat up as as the run goes on and you know, I just want to kind of keep the pressure, but not too much to where I was pushing it a lot. And, uh, you know, he, he made a big mistake off of two, which allowed me to get to his bumper. And then then another mistake in four, which got me the lead. And, like, that was, I think, lap four or five where we got the lead. And then, um, I like, I just wanted to ride. And not I didn't want to push the car too much to self-spin and, and do something that, that could have cost me, you know what I mean? So, um and then there was a late race restart after something happened. Yeah, I think there was a spin somewhere. So then you're restarting oh, on the pole, which it, is good. Justin Edmonds is uh, there was a bolt that got stuck in his fan, and, and he started uh, oh really smoke everywhere. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I don't I don't know what happened after that. They called it because I think. 
they, they might have thought there was like oil or something. Yeah. So which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So. But I mean, it's obviously not what you want to see at yeah. that point. Um, I didn't know you were riding. I I was kind of like, oh man, like as soon as you got past the twenty nine, I'm like, all right, you're gonna be good. Um, and then he was on you. You know, he was yeah, a couple yeah. car lengths back. But then after that last restart, I think you then you really pulled you know straight away ahead, and then so it, it, I almost felt like maybe the caution helped by calming you down a little bit. But now hearing that you were saving. That's a veteran move from someone who's in their third race. So that that's definitely a good thing that, you know, you knew enough that, okay, I have the lead. I don't want to do anything stupid. I'm going to ride. So um, what's that emotion as you're, I guess, getting the white flag was always it for me. Like, in, you know, I, I, usually, I mean, listen, sometimes you're in a white flag and you lose it. But, you know, for the most part, you take the white flag. You kind of know you're going to win that night. Talk to me about that a little bit. Well, when they when they showed five, five to go, I was started breathing real heavy rails coming across the line and i was like calm down calm down like like i just started taking longest deep. five laps of your oh, life right? it was and and i bet it was for my parents too because i i know how that goes sometimes so actually i don't but you know i kind of no, i get what you're saying when you're cheering for somebody yeah, you want exactly. them to win. i get it it's, it gets it gets a little nerve-wracking so you know i can't imagine being my parents in that situation right there and you know i like i said i started breathing real heavy and uh I was like telling myself to just calm down, get through these five more laps, and and then we'll be on our way. But the white flag was was definitely exciting, and uh, I I don't even know. It's I was trying to take those last four corners as easy as I could, just to like get through it. And uh, yeah, because you, know, you know at that point you know you have it. Yeah. You, you guys have mirrors in those cars, or no? yes, we you do. do. Yeah, so you're able to peek up in the mirror. You don't you know you know you have a, a good distance, so you're able to sort of cruise, which is good. Yeah, I saw. I saw we had a decent gap on them, so I was like, "All right, we're just gonna just take our time through these corners and not do anything stupid." That was just that was gonna cost us cost us the the win. But you know, it was it was a great night for sure. And like I said before earlier, it, the crowd was just absolutely insane. It was it was just a, definitely a night to uh, remember. Yeah, that's definitely cool. And one of the things that I know. Um, you know, I don't know if this is something that you experience, but, you know, I know I've been going there since I was a kid as well. Uh, and, you know, when you see other people winning and you see the victory lane celebration, um, how was it for you? Like knowing that you had seen it so many times and now it's finally happening to you. You know, Jeff Gravatz is like a staple of the racetrack and he's doing your interview. And I thought it was pretty cool. They let, you know, let your parents come down. Oh, yeah. uh, I know they don't really necessarily do that a lot, but it was really cool that, you know, they were like, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to let your parents come down because you're first time winner. So talk a little bit about that. I, when I was out of the car, right. Even when I pulled up to victory lane, it was, I was like on cloud nine. Like I didn't even know what was going on because I didn't even know this was, like real life like I didn't I wasn't expecting to win opening night at all um and just getting out of the car with with all those people cheering and and all them standing up and clapping and etc and just it was a great crowd on Saturday oh it was it was definitely a great crowd. and uh you know it was it was just amazing and to let my have my parents down there too fill, um filling it all in with us and uh, or but, yeah, uh, taking it all in. Taking Absolutely. it all yeah. in. That's well, you're experiencing it as a family, it. which is pretty cool too. You know, I mean, yeah. like, and I know that you know, I just know them from you know when you were you know you're little and all through your quarter major career. I mean, they they both have a tremendous amount of time and energy invested in in you, and I just know this from uh, you know experiencing this with my own kids. Um, you know, seeing them do well, it makes me so much happier than me doing well. Like when I raced, 
you know, I just pretty much went there for me. Right. But when your kids are going, you know, you're going for them and it, it's, it's so much more uh, gratifying. So that that's why I think it's it's such a special thing for them, too. Yes, um, yes. And that's something that, you know, I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping that we can get a couple this year, uh, you know, between the boys and, and, and experience that. And it's hard. You know, that, that's the only thing people don't understand. I mean, what you did on Saturday is really, really hard. Um, people don't understand how hard it is to drive those things. And they certainly don't understand how hard it is to pass somebody if they've ever raced before. Uh, and then they have the poise to just be like, okay, I'm first, but I'm, you know, I'm going to chill out here and I'm not going to go and yeah. you know do anything silly. Cause it wasn't like you were running slow lap times when you're out in front, like you were getting it every lap, which, uh, which is a good thing. And that's probably the best thing you can do. So that's a good part of it. Yeah. So it was definitely a cool night. Um, and again, it's one of those things, you know, you'll never forget a night. You'll never forget. Now, are you guys ready for this weekend or what? What do you think about this week? Yeah, we're ready. Um, you know, we're, we're not going in there thinking we're going to win again. You know, we're just going to go in there with the right mindset, try to finish the race and, you know, just see where everything, where it puts us, you know, um, you know, luck's got to be on our side, of course. Um, just, we're going to roll up to the track with, with the correct mindset, not get over ourselves and, uh, you know, just, just take it practice by qualify or uh, by heat race and then by the feature and just, just see where, where everything puts us. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're technically a rookie, but you, this is your third race. So I don't know if it's, if you have to start in the back for three weeks this year, or if it's three overall races, cause if it is, you wouldn't have to start in the back cause you did your two last year and, and one this year. I don't know how the track, the track works it. So, uh, but either way, it doesn't matter. You prove you can win from the back last week and, and, and you can definitely do that. So, um, listen, I appreciate you coming on. This was great. I think the fans are going to love it. All right. You're again, you're like, uh, you know, a new talent to a lot of people in the stands, but you know, you have a, an extensive racing history and I think they're going to see a lot more of you in victory lane. So I appreciate you doing it. Oh, thank you for having me on. This was a blast. And, uh, hopefully all you guys enjoyed it it was it was definitely fun well we'll get you back on soon when you're the when you're legend car champion at the end of the year you'll be the first interview oh i hope so all right guys uh that's going to be a wrap for this uh this interview with ryan kuthal thank you so much to ryan uh and uh, and good luck this weekend and hope to see everybody out on the racetrack and if you get into the pits stop on stop on by and see the number 35 legend car with ryan uh, he'd be glad to meet everybody all the fans and stuff like that all right, guys, this is Jersey Shore Racing Team. My name is Mike Bellello. Have a great night. See everybody at the races.